So here's the million dollar question. How are men like us who work hard, have good motives and a God-given purpose supposed to fulfill the calling on our lives and the dreams in our hearts, all while establishing sexual integrity, thriving relationships, and a meaningful connection with God? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Sathya Sam. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. What's up, everybody? It's Sathya Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having an amazing day. And hey, just real quick, I want to invite you to my inner circle. It is open to everybody who listens to this podcast. It is a private community of men from around the world pursuing freedom just like you. It's called Deep Clean Inner Circle. It's a private Facebook group. You can find it on Facebook. There's a link in the show notes. But basically, this is a chance for you to get regular support and encouragement from other guys who are you know, going through the same struggles you are. It's a place for you to get live trainings from me. Uh, we haven't started them yet, but we're going to be starting them very soon. And it's a place for you to get some coaching. So if you have questions, if you have hit a wall in your recovery journey, you can open up about that and get some insights into how to hurdle those barriers that you've come across. So uh, it's called Deep Clean Inner Circle. We, we tried to make something that I wish I would have had all those years ago when I was struggling. That's kind of what we're always conscious of is like 21-year-old Sathya who gave his life to Jesus, was watching porn daily, and knew he needed to stop and had no idea how. And I think Deep Clean Inner Circle is probably the first place I would have started if I was in that same position today. And so we've created that. I highly recommend you join. Um, it, it's, it's early stages because we haven't done the trainings yet, but it is a great place for you to kind of get the ball rolling. Today I want to talk about uh, alcohol consumption specifically, um, you might be wondering like why <laughs> when this is a, an, uh, a podcast that's about behavioral addiction, specifically talking about porn addiction, why would we talk about alcohol? Obviously, I could kind of like stretch this out and say, well, you know, alcohol addiction is a real thing. And so we could talk about all addictions here. And, and the, the honest truth is a lot of the tools and a lot of the principles that we share on, um, they are applicable in pretty much any addiction context. Now, some of the nuances and the subtleties are, are quite different, but the overarching concepts are very similar. And it's funny, actually, I, I just got a review on Amazon for my book where somebody said that exactly that. They said, this is a great resource. Anybody struggling with addiction can, you know, can read it. And thank you to whoever it was that wrote that. I really appreciate it. But, um, but secondly, that's, that's not actually why we're talking about alcohol. It's not, it's not just because it's, it's an addiction and it kind of falls under it. What I've observed is that a lot of guys can do quite well in their recovery journey when they're sober. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, man, I went, well, I went three weeks and then, you know, I drank a little bit too much. And so uh, my girlfriend and I fooled around or, you know, um, I was up late. So I watched a bit, a bit of porn or a bunch of porn, or, you know, whatever. It's like I've seen many a man make progress only to stop um, or, or stunt their development because of alcohol. And so um, I thought I would I'd just talk about it a little bit today. And I'll answer this question just right off the top in case you can't tell already. Does drinking alcohol impede recovery? Yes, it absolutely does. That is my final answer. But what we really want to do is understand how. So 
Of course, the follow-up question to this is like, okay, Cynthia, if I am still trying to get free of porn, are you saying I shouldn't drink alcohol? Well, maybe. It depends. I know, the most frustrating answer in the world. It depends. What does it depend on? Your relationship with alcohol. So let me give you an example. I have, I, I enjoy alcohol. Um, I have mentioned on one of the other episodes this week that I had a friend visiting and he and I have been friends for a really long time. And the way our friendship was built was we actually went to a pub in our local city, which is called St. Catharines. We went to a pub called Bugsy's. And Bugsy's has a international beer club, a hundred different beers in a year. And we were 19 years old. So that's, that's legal drinking age in Ontario, in our province. So we had, we had just turned 19 and we were like, all right, man, let's do it. And sure enough, we drank about two beers a week. You know, every, every Sunday we'd go out, we'd have a couple of beers. We'd talk about life. We'd talk about relationships. We'd talk about, you know, whatever. And it was a really good time. And, and he and I, by the end of that year, were just unbelievable friends. I think um, any two people would be friends, but by, to me, at least by the end of that year, I was like, okay, this guy is like a serious friend, a legitimate friend. And um, here we are, you know, it's, I guess we're 12 years later, still friends. And this is actually crazy, just a little side story. But I found out that there's actually a pub here in Jamaica, Kingston, Jamaica, called Bugsy's. So he and I actually went and had a a red stripe there in, uh, in honor of our our early days, and that was a cool little tribute to our past. But I, I use that story as an example because I, I drink alcohol socially. Like, I don't even buy alcohol for the house. If we have guests coming over, I'll go get a bottle of wine. I love a beer when some friends are over and we're watching the game or we're hanging out. So again, I'll maybe go buy some beer if there's people coming over. But in my weekly grocery shopping, monthly grocery shopping, there, I'm not buying beer. It's just, it's just not my practice personally. Now, I have friends who are different in the sense that they always have a case of beer on hand just for when people pop by or they'll have it with dinner and whatever. And I would say whether it's myself or this friend that I have in mind, and I know that we kind of represent categories of people, alcohol doesn't really do much for us. Now, what I mean by that is I can have one drink and stop and I'm good. I can have two drinks, pace myself before I drive home. I'm good. I I just, the way I relate to alcohol, it does nothing for me. I don't see it as a way to numb or get my needs met. Um, Historically, I did that with porn. And in the last six years, I've probably done that with busyness and overworking. Those Those are more the areas I have to guard against. Alcohol is not one of them. Other people might be in a different category, which is that alcohol does have that impact on you. So you have one drink, and if you're in the wrong state, you're vulnerable, you're stressed, you're numbing yourself, whatever it might be, you're in pain, that alcohol now switches you into a different state. And it's very hard to, to say no. Or maybe it's not, it's not after one drink, but it, you know it's once you have that second drink, that third drink, that fourth drink, um, or once you kind of are beget, begin to get a little tipsy, that's when you, you fly off the handle. Um, if you're in that category, then alcohol is going to seriously impede your ability to heal from porn addiction. Because every time you engage with alcohol, every time it touches your lips, you are activating the very parts of your brain that you are actually trying to basically disengage. Like the circuits in my brain that were active when I was addicted to porn, many of those circuits are dead 
Like you could go check them out and you would just see tumbleweeds flying across the neurons because they, they have been inactive for so long. But the only reason they're so inactive is because I abandoned them. I don't go back and visit them. If I were to do that, they would stay alive. So for you, if, if alcohol has that effect, even like 2%, it is better that you avoid alcohol while you recover. Because otherwise, you're not giving your brain a chance to rewire, and you're not giving your heart a chance to heal. Now, I also want to be really clear that I do believe in drinking responsibly. So what I mean by that is it doesn't matter what category of person you're in, whether you have a very healthy relationship with alcohol or a little bit of a dysfunctional relationship with alcohol, everybody has their limit. Everybody has their point where if they drink beyond it, they're going to make poor decisions. And if you're struggling with porn, then it's pretty likely your brain's going to go to the places it normally doesn't when it's sober. So you have to be really careful about this. Now, again, long-term, I, I think you can restore your relationship with alcohol. You might need to get some help with it, but it's possible if you heal a porn addiction the right way, that actually you will be able to, you know, engage with other things that previously were problematic in a much healthier way. Again, it's a little bit oversimplified. You probably need some professional guidance on that, but I'm just saying that is actually possible. But while you're recovering, okay, we're talking about uh, an intensive four, eight, 12 month season of your life, maybe, maybe, maybe even two or three years, who knows? What, what cost is it really to give up alcohol for a little bit? If you know that you could rewire your brain and heal your heart in the process, wouldn't you do it? You know what I mean? Like, wouldn't you be crazy not to do it? So that, that's my encouragement to you is if you're recovering and you notice that alcohol plays any kind of role in your slips, in your decision making, in your cognition, then just ditch the alcohol. Just do it for a season. Again, I'm not, I'm not asking you to create a rule. I'm not asking you to change your theology. I'm just asking you to assess the season you're in and ask yourself, how do I most effectively accomplish my goals? And if alcohol is going to detract from that in any way, shape, or form, then just don't do it. My, a friend of mine in my mastermind, we're doing a challenge right now, a three-month challenge of no alcohol, um, cold shower every day, and no treats. And you know what? No alcohol for me is easy because I've, I've gone three months without drinking without even realizing it's been three months. Like I, like I said, I don't have that relationship with alcohol. Cold showers, not bad. I'm living in Jamaica right now. I'm going to be back in Canada soon. I'll let you know what it's like then. It might be a bit rougher. But man, the treats thing is really hard. So like I was just at my aunt's house um, a couple minutes ago before I hit record here. And she had, she had this bowl of M&Ms. And I love M&Ms. They're my absolute favorite. And it's, it would be so easy to say like, because my, my friend and I actually haven't had a conversation of like, okay, a treat is a dessert, a cake, a brownie, cookies, um, but you know, muffins and a banana bread are good or, you know, we haven't really defined it because what's a treat for him might not be a treat for me and whatever. Now I know that those M&Ms are a treat for me. And I know I like, I'll tell myself, I'm just going to grab a handful. There's no way. Like I know I'm lying to myself and I still do it anyway. So, <laughs> um, I'm laughing at myself a little bit, just hearing that out loud. Um, all this to say is I, I am not even engaging with it a little bit because I know it's a slippery slope for me. And it's only for three months. 
It might be longer. Who knows? Maybe we'll get to the three-month mark and say, let's do this for another three. I don't know. But I guess the point I'm making is that it it would be better to just rid yourself of anything that's even like a 2% risk, even if it's just for a season. Not trying to be legalistic, but we just want to make sure you get the most out of this time. And if alcohol is that for you, so, you know, we, we have um, a couple clients recently who have just observed, wow, I make bad decisions when I'm under the influence of alcohol, like even, even two drinks. So it's not even, it's not that they drank too much. It's just a couple drinks, but the, the, the barriers start to lower. The wall starts to get a bit thinner after that second drink. And, you know, we, we've had some clients as well who were like, yeah, I drank way too much and I slept with my girlfriend or... Um, you know, I called up that person that I know I shouldn't be calling up that they're bad news and whatever. There's, there's different things that we do in those states. But the point is if you have, like my clients have identified that alcohol plays that role and it's impeding your progress, just, just pledge that you're going to go X number of months without alcohol. You should go at least three because three months is a long time. Uh, it's enough time for you to, to get some healing. I mean, granted, I I wouldn't say that alone is going to help you heal, but if you're doing that well, Gain some professional help, doing a program, um, at least digging into resources. And, you know, even, even if you do some of the practical things we teach here, like journaling, which, by the way, we have episodes on journaling. You can just do a search through our catalog here and you'll find it. Um, that, that's going to go a really long way. So it, it, it doesn't have to be forever, right? But even just for a season, I, I think it'd be really, really good for you. So that's something to think about. Uh, everybody's going to be different. You have to first kind of evaluate your relationship to alcohol. How are you relating with it? And once you know that, then you can decide whether or not for you personally, maybe you need to get rid of alcohol for a season. Um, but I think it's just a good practice anyway. And it's been really fun because, you know, even as we're like, I'm approaching my last month here in Jamaica. So people want to go out a bit more and there's going to be some celebrations and stuff. And I know there's going to be alcohol and I'm just going to not drink. You know, that's just, um, that's my decision I've already made. And it's been really good for me. And those kinds of mindsets transferred into you know how you take care of yourself physically spiritually anywhere else just having clear boundaries on what's yes what's a no and um and really just doubling down on your yeses goes a super long way so that's everything for today guys if you are looking to get a little bit more help in your recovery journey maybe while you quit alcohol um, because you know alcohol is causing you to watch porn or it's causing you to not have as much resilience then I want to encourage you to join Deep Clean Inner Circle. It's a free private community of men from around the world pursuing freedom just like you. And it's a great opportunity for you to get some coaching from me, some live trainings from me, and then of course, the support and encouragement that you get with a fantastic community of these amazing, amazing men. Thank you guys for listening. Have an amazing day. Uh, By the way, Deep Clean Inner Circle, it's a Facebook group. You can find it on Facebook or the link is in the show notes. I hope I'll see you there. Take care, guys. Talk soon. Bye-bye. Hey everybody, it's Sathya again. Thanks for listening to Unleash the Man Within. I wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about a free ebook that I wrote for you called The Ultimate Guide to Porn Recovery. It provides a basic framework for the recovery process and a few of my top tips completely free of charge. You can get it now at www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. That's www.ultimaterecoveryguide.com. Now, if you've been impacted by the podcast, and you want to show some support in less than 60 seconds, there are three ways you can do that. First, you can leave a rating or review on your podcast platform. This lets people like you know that the content here is valuable. Secondly, you can share this episode with someone in your life that might benefit from the content. 
If you're passionate about helping other people experience freedom and success in their lives, this is one of the easiest ways to do that. And lastly, you can subscribe. I personally only listen to the podcast that I subscribe to. If you're seeking daily encouragement, guidance, and insight in your recovery journey, I highly recommend subscribing to Unleash the Man Within. Thanks for listening. I look forward to connecting with you very, very soon. The information, opinions, and recommendations presented in this podcast by Cynthia Sam and his guests are for general information only and should not be considered medical, clinical, or any other form of professional advice. Any reliance on the information provided is done at your own risk.